हेलो वेलकम टू द सेल्फ लर्निंग पॉडकास्ट बाय डॉक्टर सुषमा सिंह लेट अस स्टार्ट डिस्कशन ऑन चैप्टर सेवन फेडरलिज्म एंड आवर टॉपिक इज फेडरलिज्म इन द इंडियन कॉन्स्टिट्यूशन इवन बिफोर इंडिपेंडेंस मोस्ट लीडर्स ऑफ आवर नेशनल मूवमेंट वर अवेयर दैट अ गवर्न अ लार्ज कंट्री लाइक आवर्स it would be necessary to divide the powers between the provinces and the central government there was also awareness that the indian society had regional diversity and linguistic diversity this diversity needed recognition people of different regions and languages had to share power and in each region people of that region should govern themselves this was only logical if we wanted a democratic government the only question was what should be the extent of powers to be enjoyed by the regional governments in view of the agitation of the muslim league for greater representation to muslims a compromise formula to give very large power to the region was discussed during the negotiations before partition once the decision to partition india was taken the constituent assembly decided to frame a government that would be based on the principles of unity and cooperation between the center and the states and separate powers to the states the most important feature of the federal system adopted by the indian constitution is the principle that relations between the states and the center would be based on cooperation thus while recognizing diversity the constitution emphasized unity Do you know for example that the constitution of India does not even mention the word federation this is how the indian constitution describes india india that is bharat shall be a union of states the states and the territories thereof shall be as specified in the first statute Now let us discuss the point division of powers. There are two sets of government created by Indian constitution one for the entire nation called the union government or central government and one for the each unit or state called state government. Both of these have a constitutional status and clearly identified area of activity. if there is any dispute about which powers come under the control of union and which under the states this can be resolved by the judiciary on the basis of the constitutional provision the constitution clearly demarcates subjects which are under the exclusive domain of union and those under the states One of the important aspect of this division of power is that economic and financial powers are centralized in the hands of the central government by the constitution.
the states have immense responsibilities but very mere revenue sources. Now let us move to the next point federalism with a strong central government. It is generally accepted that the Indian constitution has created a strong central government. India is a country of continental dimensions with immense diversity and social problems. The framers of the constitution believed that we required a federal constitution that would accommodate diversities. But they also wanted to create a strong center to stem disintegration and bring about social and political change. It was necessary for the center to have such powers because India at the time of independence was not only divided into provinces created by the British but there were more than 500 princely states which had to be integrated into existing states or new states had to be created. Besides the concern for unity, the makers of the constitutions also believed that the socio-economic problems of the country needed to be handled by a strong central government in cooperation with the states. Poverty, illiteracy and inequalities of wealth were some of the problems that required planning and coordination. Thus the concerns for unity and development prompted the makers of the constitution to create a strong central government. Let us look at the important provisions that create a strong central government. The very existence of a state including its territorial integrity is in the hands of parliament. The parliament is empowered to form a new state by separation of territory from any state or by uniting two or more states. It can also alter the boundary of any state or even its name. The constitution provides for some safeguards by way of securing the view of the concerned state legislature. The constitution has certain powerful emergency provisions which can turn out federal polity into a highly centralized system once emergency is declared. During an emergency, power becomes lawfully centralized. Parliament also assumes the power to make laws on subjects within the jurisdiction of the states. Even during normal circumstances, the central government has very effective financial powers and responsibilities. In the first place, items generating revenue are under the control of the central government. Thus, the central government has many revenue sources and the states are mostly dependent on the grants and financial assistance from the center. Secondly, India adopted planning as the instrument of rapid economic progress and development after the independence. 
planning led to considerable centralization of economic decision making. Planning commission appointed by the union government is the coordinating machinery that controls and supervises the resources management of the states. Besides, the union government uses its discretion to give grants and loans to states. This distribution of economic resources is considered loop side and has led to charges of discrimination against states ruled by an opposition party. As you will study later, the governor has certain powers to recommend the dismissal of the state government and the dissolution of the assembly besides even in normal circumstances. The governor has the power to resolve a bill passed by the state legislature. For the assent of the president, this gives the central government an opportunity to delay the state legislature and also to examine such bills and veto them completely. There, are, there may be occasions when the situation may demand that the central government needs to legislate on matters from the state list. This is possible if the move is ratified by the Rajya Sabha. The constitution clearly states that the executive powers of the center are superior to the executive powers of the state. Furthermore, the central government may choose to give instructions to the state. You have already studied in the chapter on executive that we have an integrated administrative system. The All India services are common to entire territory of India and officers chosen for these services serve in the administration of the states. Thus, an IS officer who becomes the collector or an IPS officer who serves as the commissioner of police are under the control of the central government. States can neither take disciplinary action nor can they remove these officers from service. Article 33 and 34 authorize the parliament to protect persons in the service of the union or a state in respect of any action taken by them during martial law to maintain or restore order. These provisions further strengthens the powers of the union government. The Armed Forces Special Powers Act has been made on the basis of these provisions. This act has created tensions between the people and the armed forces on some occasions. Now let us wind up the session and thank you very much for engaging yourself with the self-learning podcast.